You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and I am here with the presence of one other person. We are here in Wales. And we really can't go anywhere without feeling either the presence, the aura, the people talking about one very famous person. That person is the poet and writer Dylan Thomas. And they're about to celebrate his 100th birthday here, or what would have been his 100th birthday. And there's a lot of buildup to it, a lot of things going on. And he's already someone who is so synonymous with this area here in South Wales that he's really just part of the cultural fabric here. Such a part of the fabric that he is the second most quoted English poet or writer, I guess, behind Shakespeare. Kind of been reminded of that as we've been going around this week. We'll go to different places and I'll see a little snippet of one of his poems somewhere and I'll think, oh, that's where that phrase comes from. Right, right. His whole history is interesting and it is just embedded in this culture. We've actually been taping this show as we have been going down the coast of South Wales, going from Cardiff to Swansea to a little town called Larne, which we have mispronounced numerous times until we were told, just make it easy and call it Larne. Yeah, you do have to kind of uh, learn to translate a few things here because the Welsh language is very prevalent. As a matter of fact, this is a dual speaking country. Everything is in English and in Welsh. And so there are signs and things or names of cities that are in Welsh. And so trying to, and, and actually it's kind of interesting every time somebody teaches us how to pronounce it, it sounds much easier, which is making it more difficult than it needs to be, I think. We talk a little bit about the Welsh language and some other things like that in some of our other episodes on Wales, and you can find those at travelbrigade.com. You'll also be able to find contact information for Visit Wales, as well as some of the places we're talking about today, if you go there and click on our hot sheet. We do have three interviews today to talk about various aspects of the Dylan Thomas experience here in Southern Wales. First, we're going to be talking with Bill O'Keefe from Planet Wales. He's going to give us an overview of the life of Dylan Thomas. Then we actually went to the Dylan Thomas Center and spoke with Nick McDonald. He works there at the center and they are in charge of all things Dylan Thomas there in Swansea, including the celebration. And then we went to the town of Larne, where we did the Dylan Thomas birthday walk, which is put on by a marvelous man named Bob Stevens, and we'll be hearing from him as well. Stay tuned. When we get back, we'll be doing quick hot topics and get into our interviews about today's show on Dylan Thomas. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin, and we are doing a whole show on Dylan Thomas. If you are interested in Dylan Thomas or wanting to visit the sites of Dylan Thomas, Southern Wales is the place to be. There's so many things to do while you're here, so many places to be, so much that you think you know about Dylan Thomas. You actually learn a lot more when you get here. It's so interesting. Before we get into that amazing life, we first need to do hot topics in travel. And I'm going to paraphrase Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry here and ask you, are you feeling lucky today? (laughs) Well, are you? Well, of course I am. I'm here in Wales, first of all. 
Second of all, learning everything there is to know about Dylan Thomas. And, you know, I have read some of his stuff in coming here and hearing it, even hearing him do some of the poetry when we were at the Dylan Thomas Center. Amazing. And I'm co-hosting the show with you. Yes, I feel lucky. Well, then you should enter the travel lottery. Hey, I don't know what that is, but I already like it. It's something that's here in the UK. If you go to travel thetravellottery.co.uk. Hold on, let me do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's just another way for somebody to make money. But it's actually for a good cause. Yeah. What you can do is buy tickets for two pounds. And then every month they do a drawing and give away a thousand pounds towards whatever you want. Oh. But here's kind of the travel connection. I was going to say, where's the connection? Well, one, a lot of times you order these tickets when you go to travel websites. When you're booking your trip, they'll have a little thing that do you want to enter the travel lottery. Oh, and here's, uh-huh. and here's the reason you want to, besides winning a thousand pounds. Oh, yeah. The other reason that you want to is that a portion of that money goes to help travel in certain areas. It goes to help local people in certain areas or to help preserve, say, you know, an old church or something in a certain area. Huh. So it sort of has a, it's, it's actually a charity. It's partially run by a Lottery charity. Slash yeah. charity slash travel. How can you go wrong with that? There was one fun story of a couple who had been on their trip and when they got back, they found out they had won it and it covered the cost of their trip. Hey there. <laughs> then you plan another trip. <laughs> we have been enjoying ourselves so much here in South Wales, stopping at different places along the way, learning about Dylan Thomas. Having such, and, and not only that, so we're here doing all these things, and we happen to be staying in these gorgeous, beautiful little towns, staying in these great little accommodations along the way, which we're going to talk about in our general whale show, so you definitely need to tune into that. It's just been a beautiful experience, and I don't mean to just sound too coy and cheeky, but kind of an intellectual, spiritual, and then a visually cool experience all at the same time. Coming up, we're going to hear from Bill O'Keefe, who is with planetwhales.com, and he's going to be telling us kind of some of the history of Dylan Thomas. I'm just going to say Bill knows the history about everybody here. He is so intelligent, knows so much. It was so great talking to him about Dylan Thomas and just kind of getting this overall perspective of how he, you know, how he really fits into the fabric of this country. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Hello and welcome to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are in the picturesque country of Wales. There is a poet here who is so important to this country that for his 100th birthday, they're doing all sorts of national celebrations. And number one, that tells you how important the poetic tradition is to this country. And number two, it tells you how important Dylan Thomas is to this country. What country takes time off to celebrate 100 years of a poet's birthday? You've really got to love your poetry. Not not in the Americas, I'll tell you that. It's got to be a part of the fabric of your culture and your history to do that. Here to tell us a little bit more about it is Bill O'Keefe. He is the owner of Planet Wales, the website you can visit to learn more about uh, tours in Wales. One of the tours he does involves Dylan Thomas. Bill, could you start by telling us a little bit about who Dylan Thomas was and why he's so important here in the country? Dylan is 
in many ways a Welsh icon as well as a great poet. He was born in Swansea 100 years ago this year and his background is deeply rooted in West Wales. Both his parents came from West Wales, a Welsh-speaking background, but they didn't bring the young Dylan up to speak Welsh. And so in many ways, in terms of his international renown, they did him a favour with that because had Dylan been a Welsh speaker, he may well have written in the Welsh language. So his audience would have been exclusively here in Wales. By writing in English, Dylan reaches a much wider audience. But he's embedded in Wales because all his poetry, all his productive poetry, he was written about his childhood, all of which took place here in Wales. Themes of childhood and love and so on come right through. They're universal themes, but they're rooted here in Wales. And he's been adopted almost as a sort of national icon. I know there's Celtic poetry contests and the Celt culture really embraces poetry. Tell us a little bit about the history and why that connects together. Well, the Welsh culture, for most of its history, was a, an oral culture, and the sort of guardians of, of Welsh culture really were the, were the bards, travelling poets in the Middle Ages and, and earlier who made a living collecting and collating stories, writing stories and poems. They wouldn't uh, necessarily transcribe them, but they would collect them in their mind and then travel around reciting them. They would earn a living at this. They would have patrons who they would write praise poetry for, and strict Celtic meter poetry uh, developed uh, to a very high art form by the Middle Ages. Uh, and this had a strong influence even on Dylan Thomas, a 20th century poet, because his father and his predecessors, many of them were poets of quite well renowned, certainly in his, his grandfather and great uncle's cases, wrote very good Welsh language poetry. Uh, and the meters and the rhythms of this Welsh language poetry would have influenced the young Dylan. So he's effectively almost a Welsh language poet writing in English. And this gives him a unique position because he's writing with these rhythms of Welsh poetry but he's writing in a language which of course is the universal language of English it's almost taking this style of poetry from Wales outside the country. As I understand it there are still to this day contests and artistic contests that are very prominent here in Wales where if you can win a poetry contest it's sort of like being the slam dunk champion in the States. That's right then the traditional sort of Celtic competitions of poetry and arts in Wales are, are called Eisteddfod, so Eisteddfod in Welsh. Literally, Eistedd in Welsh means to sit down. Vord is, is a place, or a sitting down place, a seated gathering. And these competitions go back many hundreds of years. And basically, bards would get together and compete to see who would write the best poetry. In the modern sense, the Eisteddfod is an all-arts competition, everything from music and poetry, even visual arts uh, as well. Uh, but to win the Eisteddfod, certainly the national Eisteddfod, is a great honour. And if someone in your family has won either the crown or, or the chair of the Eisteddfod, a sort of bardic throne, it's considered to be a tremendously uh, on, a great honour for the family and something that the family are extremely proud of. And these competitions still take place today annually. Great. We're going to be talking all about Dylan Thomas during this episode. We have lots of interviews coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check out our website, travelbrigade.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, and I would say my other co-host, the South of Wales. It's been really a great experience being here, kind of going to these Dylan Thomas sites and centers, learning so much about him. I, you know, one thing I found really interesting was learning about his connection with, I didn't realize he had such a, a huge connection with Richard Burton, and also just, you know, people that were quoting him about, you know, lyrics like Paul McCartney, like was an inspiration for some of his lyrics. And, you know, it's really interesting uh, where all the thread sort of leans back and ties together. Coming up in our next interview, it's going to be at the Dylan Thomas Center in Swansea. One other place to visit in Swansea is the Dylan Thomas Birthplace, where you can learn more about his early life. 
and some of his early works there where he wrote a lot of his poems. We will have information about that at our website, travelbrigade.com, and then click on the hot sheet for today's show where we'll have contact information for Visit Wales as well as a number of other websites we're going to be talking about today. Where you can find all your information about visiting Wales as well as all the information about Dylan Thomas and where there are celebrations, activities, festivals, and all of that. We will be right back. Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We have now moved to Swansea. We are all over the south coast of Wales, enjoying all the great things there are to do. And one name that you cannot go to Wales and not hear, identify with, want to learn about is Dylan Thomas. He is so identified with Wales. This is a country that loves its poetry, and he was a great poet. I have personally taken on the mantle that I will not go gentle into that good night. That's my new, that's my new philosophy. <laughs> Very online. good. There is so much about him that's embedded into the culture here. And one thing that's really neat to see is the Dylan Thomas Center here in Swansea. Here to tell us about it is Nicholas McDonald, who is a culture officer here at the center. And Nicholas, tell us how Dylan Thomas is so tied into Swansea and what it meant in his life. Dylan Thomas, obviously, as you said, anonymously identified with um, with Swansea uh, and with Wales in general but for us here in Swansea it's very important as he's an uh, internationally recognised figure. Our research previously had indicated he's the, he's the second most quoted writer in the English language after Shakespeare. Swansea is really important to Dylan Thomas uh, in terms of forming the character and his work. Swansea is landscape of the whole Swansea and Gower area features very heavily so it's something that, that has a really strong influence um, for his work. The cultural context that he grew up in in Swansea with um, a number of cultural figures uh, here, like the famous Cardoma gang, really helped to give him an informal learning, really, which helped to make him the internationally recognized poet he is today. If you could tell us a little bit about the Dylan Thomas Center and what uh, some of the highlights are here, what people can expect to learn here about this amazing writer. Swansea's always had a somewhat ambiguous uh, relationship with Dylan Thomas. Here uh, in Swansea, my colleagues and I were always very conscious that there's a high level of engagement with the myth of Dylan Thomas as much, if not more so, than than with his work here on a local basis. So he's kind of enjoyed an infamy in Swansea. Around about 1995, this building, which is the city's former guild hall, uh, it's one of the the few historic buildings in Swansea which survived the um, 1941 Blitz in the Second World War. This was established as a uh, national literature centre. And then from that, over a, a number of years, the Dylan Thomas Centre was established with the authority and um, purchased its own Dylan Thomas collection and has run a literature programme um, based in the building since then with the Dylan Thomas exhibition. The exhibition had been in place for uh, around about um, 13 years. So uh, approaching the centenary, we were very conscious that there was a number of things that uh, we wanted to do here now, not just with the exhibition. Previously, we'd uh, our work had been on disentangling really Dylan and his work from the myth, which 
which has um, grown up uh, around him. And I think we we feel we've done that over the, the previous decade. What we did feel that the, the centenary allowed us to do would be the possibility to open up a, a new exhibition that really was a much better offer for local people as well as international visitors like yourself. We've, uh, we've operated here as well as the exhibition and arts program throughout the year. And our centerpiece of that is an annual Dylan Thomas Festival, which runs from the anniversary of his birthday, 27th of October, to the anniversary of his death, 9th of November. We run that annually. Um, we celebrate our 16th festival last autumn. So what we've been um, looking to do really with the centenary is to build on that, provide uh, much more learning and participation opportunities for people in Swansea, uh, which is why we've been very lucky this year to have been successful with a grant for uh, a million pounds to work with our um, existing collection and open the new um, new Dylan Thomas exhibition, which is based here permanently. It's free to enter, open seven days a week. That's opened this fall. Alongside that, we have uh, new learning participation programs with a lot more um, activities for families, people in Swansea, international visitors alike. So it's really building on previous year's work and with the the huge levels of interest, really, which the Dylan Thomas centenary has gained. uh, It's something that's really taken off nationally and internationally in ways which we really couldn't have hoped for a few years ago. You have a big celebration this year. Tell us a little bit about that and why it's so historic and how that just kind of makes everything about Dylan Thomas sort of come to life this year. Interest in um, Dylan Thomas has really been growing over a number of years, and, it, and I think we've always found that in some ways the um, the interest has been more apparent from international visitors than um, than people in the UK. So the centenary, I think, has been uh, a really valuable impetus for um, for Wales and people involved in culture in Wales to um, really make the most of Dylan Thomas's legacy. I think in some ways we we've got over. Some of the issues with the with the myth and fact um, around his um, character, and I think there's a bit of a renaissance in the uh, interest in his work. It's been great for us to be involved in a number of partnership projects. You see, um, the centenary, the centerpiece of centenary, really is the um, the fall, which coincides obviously with the significant dates of Dylan's birth and death. So we've been involved with a number of partners on a local, national, international basis. We have a wonderful exhibition for us on a temporary basis that's open at the moment, which is a collaboration with the National Library of Wales and with the poetry collection at the University of Buffalo, New York State, which is bringing back some of Dylan Thomas's manuscripts material, which he sold at the age of 27 to a dealer, and they were sold to the US. They've never returned to the UK. So we're really uh, honoured, really, to have made that partnership and to host that material back here with our colleagues at the National Library in Aberystwyth to bring really some of what to us is holy grail material back here that we're able to offer that opportunity to um, to people in Swansea where it all started. Yeah, the manuscripts are, are quite fascinating to look at, those those original manuscripts. There's so much to do here. We want to give people information about the center and also about the festival. Can you give people contact information where they can get more information? Uh, thank you for bringing that up because it does highlight really our, our other international dimension, which is dylanthomas.com, which we operate. We're very conscious that for, for the vast majority of the people we interact with, that's the first port of call, and that may, may, that may be their only experience of the Dylan Thomas Center. So we have overhauled that website for the centenary. We've tried to make as much of an authoritative resource for Dylan Thomas that we can. It also features the details of our various events. We are collaborating with the DT100 program this year, which is kind of celebration of... Uh, 
uh, a lot of the contemporary culture that's happening in Wales. Uh, there's a number of international projects with that. The centenary and the legacy of Dylan Thomas uh, is really important for us as an opportunity really to develop culture in Swansea and in Wales and highlight those sorts of opportunities, really building on the resource which, um, which Dylan has, uh, has left us. So dylanthomas.com is our website, and if anybody was interested in what we have on, I'd really like to direct you there. We'll also have a link to dylanthomas.com on our website, travelbrigade.com. Go there and click on the hot sheet for today's episode, where we'll have links to all of the places we're talking about. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are doing a whole show about Dylan Thomas in the south of Wales. Dylan is here from Wales. He is such an intricate part of the Welsh community here, learning all about him. Of course, knowing some of it before, but this is just being immersed in the culture here has been really amazing. In our last interview at the Dylan Thomas Center, we mentioned some, we call them centennial. Over here, they call them something centenary or something like that that I can't pronounce. But I'll say there are a lot of centennial celebrations coming up. And one place you want to check out is DylanThomas100.org. That's DylanThomas and then 100.org. We'll have a link to that on our hot sheet for today's uh, episode. And if you check there, you can get a lot more information about the places we've been talking about today. As a matter of fact, when you go on that website, you can look at things like you can actually explore the map and it will show you different places where things are happening. You can actually explore the timeline. There's some really cool things, uh, brochures, uh, event programs, and different things like that all connecting this whole Dylan Thomas connection together. It's quite a great website, especially this year, of course, looking at the 100. So check that out as well. Again, that's at dylanthomas100.org. Coming up, we're going to have an interview with Bob Stevens about doing the Dylan Thomas birthday walk. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on our Facebook, Twitter at Travel Brigade or our website, travelbrigade.com. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. We are at the Browns Hotel, again, traveling Wales, talking about Dylan Thomas. With the Browns Hotel in Larn, and for you Yanks out there, it's like yarn with an L is the way you say it, but when you look at it, it looks nothing like no, that. No, no. <laughs> you will have to work we, on some of those and we things told when you come. A few different people we were going to Lahan and Lafon and, and, and they, they laughed. And they laughed at us, but but and very politely. Not, yes, very, no, very polite. sweet people have been helping us along the way. Dylan Thomas was very much associated with this town, also with this hotel. He was known to pop around here for a pint, which you can also do. Pop for a this. pint. We did a few pints last night. Double Dragon, I think. Yep. Yes. <laughs> And he was very much associated with this town and lived here for many years. And sometimes life just works 
out amazingly. This crazy world we live in, sometimes things work out for the best. Dylan Thomas in 1944, goes on a walk around here on his 30th birthday, writes a poem about it called Poem in October, very wonderful poem describing the surrounding land here and the views and things. What are the odds that 25 years later, a guy comes in from out of town, buys a farm, starts to enjoy that poem, starts to read it on his birthday, and starts to realize, wait a minute, my farm is where he was walking when wow. he wrote this poem. What are the odds of that happening? That's, that's pretty amazing. We are so lucky to be here talking with Bob Stevens. A farmer, as he says. He calls himself. His Salt House Farm. This was the area where Dylan Thomas was walking when he wrote a poem in October on his 30th birthday. It's also come to be known somewhat as the birthday poem or the birthday walk here through town. And Bob has set up a birthday walk here in town where you can walk along. There's an app now where you can listen to the poem being read and see the different places. And we had the great, great pleasure of being able to do the tour with Bob today. Bob, welcome. And tell us a little bit about this walk that you've set up right here in Larne. Yeah, well, welcome both of you to Sunny Larne. I'm pleased to take you on the birthday walk today. Dylan created this poem, Poem in October, to celebrate his 30th birthday. And he describes waking up in the morning and leaving the boathouse and wandering down to the harbour, and as he calls it, Heron Priested Shore, and up through Milkwood to the shoulder of Sir John's Hill, where he whiles away his birthday looking at the view of the boathouse and the marshland and the views across to the Gower, and he thinks about the passing of time and the destruction in Swansea that had been caused by the bombing, and how fragile life is. And this poem ends with, Oh, may my heart's truth still be sung on this high hill in a year's turning. Which means, I hope to goodness I'm going to be around and kicking in a year's time. I think it's a fundamental feeling of anybody getting older, especially me, struggling to get up the hill on my birthday and reading out this poem. We got to go to that very spot and listen on the app as Dylan Thomas read the poem. It's very, very moving, very stirring. And yes, as someone who is advancing in years myself, I can relate to the feeling of going wistful as you grow older. Tell us a little bit about how you established the walk and what people can expect to find on the walk, the various panels and benches, and also about a reason you should come here on your birthday. I created the walk, really, because I would take on my birthday the same path with my children when they were young and stand on the hill with a little cupcake with a candle in and read out the last verse. It's my little pilgrimage every year to see if I could still get up that hill. I'm feeling stiffer every time I did it. I used to have deck chairs up there from the local rubbish dump, but I changed those with a grant from the council to get proper bench seats and panels, which divided the poem up into four sections, placed along the route, with seats to enjoy the poetry as you sit down and look at the panels and the views that are ahead of you, looking at the estuary, or as he says in the poem, the castle as brown as owls, various spots along the way. If you come on your own birthday, I've tried to encourage people to come on their own birthday and stand there and read out whatever age they are and the last part of the verse. And then return to the township, we have arranged for you to have free pint in the pubs, free entry to the boathouse, bag of chips even, and all other gifts around the township. We'll welcome you to come with friends and while away your birthday in what Dylan called this beguiling island of a town. Can you tell us a little bit about the boathouse and how that's so significant to Dylan and this history? The boathouse. Well, he came in 1949. Uh, a benefactor bought the lease for him. He moved in with his family. He wanted to come back to Larne. He loved Larne with a passion. And as far as I'm concerned, he created his best work here with Under Milkwood 
Do Not Go Gentle, Over Sir John's Hill, all what I, well, I'm biased anyway, his best poetry were composed with the landscape and the personalities surrounding him here in Larne. He had a writing shed on top of the cliff above the boathouse, which he would be locked in by Catelyn in order for him to complete some of his work, because he was notorious for not completing so, most of his work and getting it off on time. So she would lock him in the writing shed with a bottle of beer, and people wandering past would listen to this mad poet reciting out loud his verses and thinking what on earth is he doing in there that's what jeff does to me when i don't get my work done either although he doesn't have the beer and i really think that should be something that that should be an addition to when you lock me in we'll have to look into that today what you can go do there is go sit down and there's a little museum there and you can go sit out on the deck instead of enjoying a beer you can enjoy some lunch and a cup of tea as we mentioned there's an app that goes with this walk where you can and download it we downloaded it last night there's pictures it can see where you are in the town you can see some of the historical places that are there the walk and as well all the connections uh, for the birthday if you come on your birthday what you can get your free pint and those types of things can you tell us a little bit about where people can contact you or get information about the walk or the app I've created a, a website called Dylan Thomas Birthday Walk, which you can have a look at. It'll show you the scenery and the poetry. You can listen to the poem on, on the website. And it includes on the website the ability to download the app if you actually come and visit us here in Larne. And when you take the walk, you can stand there at the last verse and actually listen to Dylan reading out the poem. Um, we did this today. And it does enhance the experience when you listen to his pleading voice because he, he recorded it in America at the time. He was missing long and you can hear him saying out the final last words. Sadly, in nine years after he wrote this poem, he died. So you must try and come and visit us in Larne and enjoy the Dylan Thomas birthday walk. One thing Bob pointed out to us is that no matter where you are in the world, make sure you're standing on a high hill and read it and you'll have those feelings about being another year older. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in South Wales doing the Dylan Thomas sort of themed trip here. Yes, we've been to Swansea and to Lawn, and we've learned more and more about this amazing author and as well as his amazing wife. And we've come to that point in the episode where it's time for us to look at he said, she said for what our favorite parts of this journey were. As always, she said goes first. I just found the whole thing so fascinating. You know, I felt like I knew some things about Dylan Thomas, but coming here, being embraced in the culture, seeing how proud the people of Wales are of Dylan and his work, I think that just sort of brings a whole element that wasn't there before. And just kind of being immersed in, I mean, sitting at the Browns Hotel and enjoying a pint at the pub where he was or kind of walking down the streets there. I think that was probably my favorite part. I mean, I, I found everything really fascinating listening to his poetry, um, him read the poetry at the Dylan Thomas Center, I thought was fascinating as well. But I'm going to have to say a pint at the Browns. 
My favorite was our Dylan Thomas birthday walk we did with Bob going out there and walking along and looking at this beautiful coastline. Do you mean Bob who says he's a farmer and we found out he's really the mayor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a sweet man. He took us out there and this trek actually goes partway onto his farmland and he welcomes people there. He's put up signs and things to tell you more about the poem. And you get to the part where you have the last verse posted. And if you download the Dylan Thomas app, you can listen to Dylan Thomas read this poem while you're sitting there overlooking the same place that he overlooked, that he wrote it about. It's all about growing older and looking back and things like that. And the whole thing was just a very moving experience. So I'd highly recommend it to anyone. Again, we've had such an amazing time here. There's lots of websites to help you out. DylanThomas.com, DylanThomas100 is also another one.org, as well as Visit Wales. They have a whole bunch of information on your visit here to Wales on how to make that a complete visit with including all the things Dylan Thomas. Well, I do not want to go gentle into that good night, but it is time for us to move along to another destination. So sad. You've been listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be back next week with another great destination for you. In the meantime, please remember that there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, make sure to check us out next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.